0: Good evening, little Saigon, Seattle. Good evening to the travelers on the great roadways, the transcendental roadways that span the universal consciousness between here and the mystery planets out beyond the edge of the solar system. It is Saturday, right around 8.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Seattle. And I'm just hanging out. I I've been thinking a lot about the UFOs today. Yeah, I was thinking about aliens and documentaries about aliens. Did you know there was a documentary called Overlords of the UFO? It was produced right here in Seattle in the late 70s by the Tower Films Corporation. Of course Tower Films was a shell corporation covering from the the O'Reilly and the McGregor boys who ran the docks in Seattle. They took the pension fund for the stevedores. They put it into a massive scheme to make a movie. They took the money from the pension fund in the late 70s and working with old Julio, the The glass breaker Gabraldo. They worked with the local mob boss in Seattle to funnel the money into various bank accounts and to hire a local newscaster to pretend to believe in bullshit. took some notes. There'll be notes in the notes section. They link back to a blog entry from today. These notes only make sense to a mystic traveler searching through the depths of space at maybe 800 times the speed of light. I spent the 70s hanging out with the strangeos. I spent the 70s hanging out with the strangeos, hanging with the limbic Freaks, and the freebasers down by the old warehouse in Seattle. I smoked PCP and drank Caterpillar whiskey. I smoked PCP and drank Caterpillar whiskey and chased after street bunnies and so I could make my food for the day. It killed me. That's right, I spent the 70s hanging with the strangeos, hanging with the Glimdick freaks and freebasers down by the old warehouse in Seattle. I smoked the PCP and drank Caterpillar whiskey and chased after Street Bunnies so I could make my food for the day. And it killed me. Next weird idea. Can you imagine being being a hunter in the woods hunting in maybe Mississippi? You're hunting in Mississippi and you're hunting for some type of a a bull pig deer or an iron core elk or some type of wolf elk or wolf bear. Yes, indeed, you're in Mississippi and you're hunting the wild wolf boar of the swampland and you're hunting the wild bear wolf boar and all of a sudden the alien shows up what do you do? and my answer is take that shotgun and point it at that fucking alien because in all likelihood it's a fucking demon Did you know that there are invisible flying predators? Did you know there are trans-dimensional creatures made of glumbii and amoebic blablo and dysentery and probably all kinds of fucking rabies? These trans-dimensional beings hang out over the highways at night. They look for unsuspecting bike riders and mungus freaks wearing COVID masks. They are looking for you right now, buddy. You're sitting there in your living room, drinking your whiskey, pretending that life will just roll on by like a straggling old police car with broken tires and a busted siren. Did you know there are trans-dimensional beings hanging out over your house at night? Yes, indeed, these beings hang out over your house, looking for some flesh, looking for a cat or a dog, looking for your parrot named McGee, looking for something to eat. That's all, just for some food. That's what I learned from that overlords of the UFO funded by the underground mafia of Seattle in the 1970s to funnel money from the pension fund into this whole new UFO bullshit. The mafia warlords of Seattle saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They knew there was money in the alien racket. And so they decide to make a movie. When I reached the end of the Skungus whore kingdom, when I breach the walls and release the vile gases of Lumerol, When I reached the end of the Skungus whore kingdom, when I breached the walls and released the vile gases of Lumerol, I stood before three demons feeding off the fast flesh of some farmer's hog. I stood before the devil, He said, yo. I stood before the devil. He said, yo. Yo, Dan, you want some barbecue? And I said, no. He said, Dan, you want some barbecue? And I said to the devil, I said, no, fuck you. Have you ever seen Yuri Geller? Have you ever seen Yuri Geller touching people's hands and then he'll pull his hand back to his face and sniff for cocaine? Have you ever seen Yuri Geller do do any sort of magic without cocaine? I haven't. But he's involved in the UFO bullshit and I'll tell you this much Yuri Geller can repair your wristwatch. Yuri Geller can repair your wristwatch. Yeah, I don't know about Yuri Geller. I don't know what to tell you. He is a magician. He is a man that lives in the desert with wolves. He is surrounded by six women driven mad by herpes. He goes to strange towns and fixes watches with his Oregon energy and his laser beam eyes. And he's always looking for something, something on the edge. Yes, indeed, Yuri Geller sees the aliens once he's done doing the cocaine. Yeah, that's enough about Yuri Geller. I don't want to talk about him anymore. And I don't even know if most of the alien shit is about cocaine, but I gotta say, when I first saw this movie, Overlords of the UFO, as a kid, I thought it was creepy, but I also could tell it was pretty low rent. So I really don't know the absolute connection between Overlords of the UFO and cocaine traffic in the Seattle area in the mid-1970s. But I'm certain there's a connection between aliens and cocaine. I am certain there's an alien-cocaine connection. Why do the aliens probe us, Dan? Why do the aliens probe us? It's because of the cocaine. Deep space is boring. But that makes no sense, Dan. Why do they need cocaine? Why would they probe us to get cocaine? Well, because most of the coke we have contains laxatives. And so the aliens assumed that we pooped out the cocaine. If only they knew the truth, right? They probably wouldn't st- stick, stick objects up our butts, Right? If only they knew the truth, they'd go for the real Coke, no laxatives, direct from Colombia. <laughs> There's a huge connection between Puerto Rico and the UFO problem. The UFOs love the Caribbean, the, the Caribbean. The UFOs love the Caribbean. They live near Puerto Rico in a giant underground base. They have slave armies and female whore queens and giant jelly pits for busty wrestling. And they have cocaine. Lots and lots of really good cocaine in their underground base, you know, under the sea. enough about puerto rico did you know did you know that there's a very good chance because most of the earth is covered in water did you know there's an excellent fucking chance that because most of the earth is covered in water that your um cocaine if it's missing is in the ocean The sirens are whining, the Gungus hordes are making their way to Broadway. There they will feed on Blimba's Stew and Gogumac and Glycerol 45. They will crack open. They will break. Their brain case is filled with mind jello and the cops want to ask a few questions. The sirens are whining, people. Yes, indeed. Did you know that if you drift through space, if you drift through the infinity of space, you have access to what's referred to as cosmic consciousness? If you drift through space, you have access to the cosmic awareness As you drift through space, your mind becomes connected to the universal transcendental awareness matrix. As you achieve faster-than-light travel, your neurons stretch out against the sky. You begin to feel a tingling everywhere, especially, you know, You know where, down there, you feel a tingling that connects you to the universal awareness and that gives you the ability to travel through space and to achieve levels of total scientific awareness that even Albert Einstein would fantasize about. Indeed. And all of this, all of this cosmic consciousness, all of this understanding, all of this desire to break through barriers is in order for the aliens to stop being so fucking bored and find more, co- coca- more cocaine. Yes, indeed. Everything is for the cocaine. Yeah, I don't know. This this, this overlord of the UFO bullshit just sucks you in. A lot of crap-bola. A lot of crap bola about UFO crap. I don't know how much more I want to say about it before I get to the next topic. don't want to talk about the tall guy telling the news guy where his cocaine is. That That's not important. Here's something interesting depending upon how you define space, space, depending upon how you define space, Depending upon how you define space, approximately 556 people have gone to space. You know, if you believe the scientists who tell us there's space, there have been roughly 108 billion people on Earth so far. So, 556 people out of 108 billion total humans born and dead. That's also referred to as zero. But even if you take the 556 and divide it by the notional 8 billion people alive today, That number is still really fucking close to, for all practical purposes, zero. Of course, it's only been like, you know, 70 years since we've gone to space with satellites. It's only been like a half a century since we went to the moon. Since we went to the moon and we fought the Moon Pirates in the year 1969, we defeated the Moon Pirates at the Tycho Crater. And then we set up our moon base. And we achieved total moon understanding. Supposedly in 1947, a pilot by the name of Arnold saw some flying saucers near Mount Rainier. But he was probably doing lots of cocaine. kinds of cocaine is done in space. I don't even know how much more I want to say about the space and space travel and all the locations where people are probed. Don't know if you've ever thought about that, you know, people getting probed. (sighs) Seems like it was a thing, a thing to do, to probe people back in the day. In fact, it seems like the aliens traveled the oceans of the universe to stick things up our butt, and we're still trying to figure out why. Why did they probe our buttholes? Why did I why did they take our cows and cut them up and mutilate them? Why did they murder Elvis? I can help you find love, I can help you find love for 764 bucks an hour, I can help you find love for less than 800 bucks an hour, you can call me on the phone, I can counsel you on love. Indeed, for a low, low price of 764 bucks an hour, I can help you find love, I can find a place for you in this world, I can counsel you on your love problems. If you're looking for love, you can contact me. So, I kind of got pissed off about some stuff this morning, and I don't want to say too much about it, but I'm going to end on this point with respect to various subjects, including whatever. I am currently trying to be a good apostle and a good disciple of Christ. Undoubtedly, I screw up a lot. Undoubtedly, I use the Lord's name in vain. I swear. I talk about stuff that's gross. I drink too much beer. I vape too much weed. I think about naked women. I said women. I have all the sins you'd expect from a person a human being, and yeah, I don't know that I will ever do much better than that, but if you're asking yourself the question, is Dan the minister you deserve or want or need or whatever? Am I a good apostle? Am I someone that has any business trying to organize people for God? Let's just say this. I had no interest in doing this, really. Not until all of the quote-unquote good ministers proved themselves to be cowards. Not until all the quote-unquote good ministers decided to obey the state and put their own congregants at risk. Because yeah, when you tell your congregation, especially elderly people, to put on a fucking muzzle, you're putting them at risk, especially if it's the summertime. So I, I didn't really... I didn't really see this as something I wanted to do. It's more of a matter of default. At this point, I feel abandoned by the people that claim to be representatives of God. And don't even get me started on the fucking Pope. Don't even get me fucking started on the Pope. So if anyone out there is wondering, after a couple services, will I make mistakes trying to help people? Um, Yeah, I will. My heart is in the right place, but that doesn't mean my experience or my skills match. I believe my heart is in the right place. I have faith in Jesus Christ. I pray for His help and His counsel when I try to help people which also means when I try to pray and meditate and help myself. But if you're asking yourself this question about crazy Uncle Dan's drunken church, the virtual church of Little Saigon, and why he's doing it, it's because the other people have abandoned their posts. Not all of them. There are... Creatures out there, there are ministers who are doing the right thing. But the people that I trusted, the people that I looked to, they abandoned their post. So if you're listening to any of my services, like the one I should get done tomorrow, hopefully, and you ask yourself, what business does Dan have doing this? Or, wow, I think the way he interpreted the Bible just now was interesting sarcasm well okay i'll accept all the criticism you want to throw my direction and i want to have conversations about christ but if your main issue is i'm not there yet well i barely got on the fucking road a couple weeks ago i'm not there yet and it's plausible given the state of human history that I will never get to the place that people would need me to get to. On the other hand, the purpose of church is for us to talk about God, to pray together, to worship together. On the other hand, it is okay for us to be less than perfect in our pursuit of Christian truth, as long as we're operating on the basis of the following. I am not the Pope I am not Jesus Christ. If you want to understand the meaning of your Bible, pray to Jesus for wisdom. It's okay to listen to other people, but ask the Lord in heaven for discernment. I'm fairly certain, I'm very certain that God's going to help. And this is the Little Saigon Report, 9.30 p.m., Saturday, September the 12th, 2020 Pacific Standard Time.